Well, hello, Region, and welcome to the 33rd episode of Talk Local. I am your host, Alan Moskowski, and today I was joined uh, with a very special guest, uh, a guy who has been in the news a lot lately because he is trying to restore the old Crown Theater and make it modern. His name is Brad Strom. Uh, we had a awesome conversation. The combo lasts around 40 minutes. Um, we talk about why the marquee came down, um, the plans for the new renovations, and what he is planning on doing there. Uh, please check that out and check him out across all platforms. Um, but without further ado, here is my conversation with Brad Strom. Where does like the genesis of the idea of buying the theater and then kind of creating that whole, I guess platform for the art start yeah, where does that happen so i mean it's really all i've ever done i mean i've always had you know odd jobs i've always worked you know small things in between and this and that but i mean for 15 years i was at the star plaza i mean that was you know when i was old enough to get a job i was there the first day i could um you know i was there i, I sacrificed a lot of weekends um in my early you know teens you know or uh, you know i spent my 20s every weekend working events there working weddings whatever it was uh, my time was always dedicated there i wasn't out doing other things i was really interested in the arts i was interested in the business i was just interested in everything that the radisson and the star plaza had to offer so that's where i spent my time that's where i was dedicated to and you know once i kind of heard that there was a chance that this was going to close down over there. Uh, this is going even farther back before any announcements, anything. Um, you know, I, I, I drive by the Crown all the time, and it, my, my headlights just hit that thing, and it lights up like a billboard. And mm -hmm. it just, you know, things just started running through my head. You know, like, I could do it there. I've done it at a big scale. I can do it at a small scale. You know, okay, it's like, I can do it. I can do it. And what really pushed me was um, one day we were going to pay the water bill, and... City Hall's right upstairs, uh, and my wife told me, she said, uh, she said, just go up there, see, you know, figure out what you can find out, you know, go for it, go for it. My wife, you know, she could have told me to go take, you know, a job at NIPSCO, something more secured, you know, once we found out sure. now that the place was closing down, she said, go for it, you know, go for it, it's what you want. And that pushed me to go up there and start figuring out who owned the building, what I could do, you know, this and that. And that's when the, the plan of attack really got in motion, uh, started getting serious with the negotiations with the previous owner, uh, doing multiple walkthroughs, just seeing if it could function the way I wanted it to. And uh, once I got in there, I seen what it was, I seen the condition, and I mean, it was rough. I mean, I knew, I knew what I was getting involved, you know, the day I walked in there, but I seen, you know, the finish line. I didn't look at, you know, how hard the journey was going to be. I looked at how great it'll be when we get there. Can and you, can you go further into detail of what that looks like when you first walk in? Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what are we talking about? Yeah. There? <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, I could talk for hours about <laughs> this, but, uh, you know, just, just think of it. Anyone who's local from around here, anyone who's from the area has stepped foot in there, I'm sure at some point, or at least seen it decaying over the past sure years. yeah because this one was it was empty for what four years yeah i mean basically for the past 10 years it's been vacant or not used for eight of the 10 years oh, so wow. i mean you're talking almost 10 years of neglect um and when i walked in there it wasn't just outdated it wasn't just dirty it was it, it needed everything i mean it literally needed everything and uh i knew that you know and that's that's kind of what pushed it was like all right let me look past all of the you know, bad that's in front of me and look at what it can be. And we walked in, I mean, it was, 
I don't, again, I don't even know where to start, but uh, all I thought so of So chairs, right I watched, unusable, yeah, I mean, yeah, projector, unusable, project, stage, unusable. Everything. I mean, um, you know, some of the, some of the walls, you know, falling down. I mean, just wow. if, if you could think of a decaying hundred year old building, I mean, that's what it was. And a lot of it was because the building's, you know, over a hundred years old. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. There's always going to be issues with old buildings like that, but there was neglect for many years, and uh, it, it it did. It took a it took a big vision to even be able to step in and look past all of it because there was multiple people before me that looked in and you know moved forward and went into other projects and other ideas because they knew the task at hand. But again, I looked at it for what I know I've done in the past, what I can do with it, and I looked more towards the finish line. So crazy. So you're talking about the first, literally the first turn out of, out of a race here. Right. Yeah. And so you're seeing it just like crazy. At what point yeah. do you like kind of fall in love with the system and then find out how much it's going to take to kind of reinvent so, it? So, so again, I was in love with it before I got in the building. So, um, I had to put my blinders up to an extent. Otherwise I would have just ran with it day one. Uh, but I had to realistically get some people in there, get some of my contractors in. And at this point, um, you know, I know the, I know the scale of the building. I know what needs to be done. So I'm starting to get actual numbers thrown at me now with contractors, this and that. And how long of a process is that? A couple I, months? I mean, we didn't we didn't get the keys to the building until May 1st, and it was June 1st before we even stepped foot, you know, really with our plan of attack. Uh, so we had a month of kind of in and out, you know, people coming through looking at this. This is kind of what I would do. This is what I would do because just because what I want to do with it doesn't mean it's the best route or the most feasible route. So sure. um, we had to really play it strategically because I mean, it, it's a million dollar project, you know, and that's crazy. That's, that, that's the end of the day. It's a million dollar project. So um, every hurdle, every task, every small project is, you know, huge in the grand scheme of the budget and the scheme of, you know, what we're trying to do. So we needed to know where we could, you know, cut our costs and where we could spend. And that's where a lot of my contractors and a lot of my help, you know, came in because I don't know the construction end. I don't know this, you know. Um, so I was able to get the right people in place and uh, get me going in the direction I needed to. And at that point, the wheels just started rolling. So uh, we got the building completely gutted, you know, everything the way we wanted it. And we're actually in the rebuild. We've got our permits and everything together. And uh, the rebuild's actually, you know, happening as we speak. So we're getting closer to an, a, you know, projected target date of opening. So it's, it's getting, it's getting real, real fast. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm sure that's exciting. I know like ever since you guys have started rehab out there and reconstruction, I've seen you out there. You're literally with your hands, your, your, your sleeves rolled up, you know, I mean, you're yeah. working just as well right along with these contractors. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing everything I can to help out, you know, me being there. Um, it's just, I know things are going the way I want them to. So I'm able to, not to say babysit the project, that's the wrong way to put it, but with me being there and being hands-on, I know I'm putting the sweat in, I know I'm putting you know the work in and it's getting done the way that I want it to because I plan to be here for many years to come. So if I wanted to just come in and, you know, like I, I've told multiple you know reporters, this and that, I could have easily jumped into that project and just threw some new paint on the walls and cleaned up you know what needed to and opened my doors in a month. 
but instead I took the you know higher route and we're going to take our time do it the right way and make sure that this is a building that's going to be used for you know many years to come yeah well I've got a million questions yeah I know that yeah. because yeah. it's just like such a cool project right yeah um and so the first one is is kind of dipping into the past that if do I have this right so a, a, a person of law enforcement I won't say who I, I won't keep them nameless but they were telling me the backstory of that place and it held vacant over some kind of lawsuit with the city right yeah see I, I'm not I'm I, I'm not familiar with the you know the story so I, I really don't know I didn't look into any of that I didn't care when I was dealing with the previous owners and dealing with you know the the actual you know property um, I, I stayed very minimal in contact because uh, I didn't want to get involved in any other issues and sure other at the end of the day what I was concerned about was getting the keys to the building uh, so really, I mean, I've I've heard just like everyone else, a hundred different stories. I mean, okay. I mean, I've heard it. I mean, there's there's people, there's pizza guys that pull up to the place and <laughs> try to talk to me about the you know the past stories and this and that. And it, it's not to say I don't care or you know this and that, but I wasn't involved in it. I don't know. I have no say or right, no, right. So everyone's got their own story to it. Everyone's got their this and that. All I care about is I've got the keys to it, and you know we're ready to roll. Yeah, I mean the at least the story I heard was that there was some type of. Uh, ordinance that was going on or some type of like call um the police showed up it turned into an unruly situation uh where both part were like like force had to be used that turned into some kind of like lawsuit towards the city that's what i heard and that's that's all i've heard too i've 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 got about as much factual details as you as what i've read (laughs) in the newspaper and what i've heard because everything else is hearsay from like i said pizza guys all the way down sure you know there's there's no there's no relevance to what i know or anything because it's all hearsay and so that's i mean either way it was getting neglected yes right so whether it was just neglect or whether it was a reason behind it it was getting neglected so like kudos for you for taking on that's a pretty ambitious project and so i know that's probably a lot of stress a lot of anxiety and any owning any businesses yeah um but one with that kind of overhead insane right yeah. oh yeah um secondly though uh what is it what is the true vision of what do you see it being so it it's it's hard to pinpoint to say it's this because the way i'm you know redoing it it's going to be multi-purpose but it is a theater you know that's what it is first and foremost um whether that be performing arts showing movies it's a theater and that's our thing performing arts is what it is whether that be you know comedy club um you know plays concerts or movies again it's going to function as a theater awesome that's that's our you know that's our target that's what it is and that's you know everything that we're pushing for which is really exciting because it gives you a chance to kind of wear 15 different hats right you don't have to kind of pigeonhole yourself on the arts alone exactly because we know that's i mean it's a real struggle with the arts community is not only the platform but the money there's just not a lot in it you know yeah in this area especially you know it's uh they've seen you know the, the white family and you know um, you know, the Radisson Star Plaza really held the heart of the arts for many years, whether that was, you know, the conventions that we used to hold at sure. the Radisson or the actual events. I mean, the uh, Indiana Ballet Theater, you know, Nutcracker performances, you know, I mean, that drew, you know, so many faces that people I don't even think were, you know, familiar with the amount of people that actually came in and seen that. 
that's a you know a program that's trying to do something similar to myself over at um, one of the um, Lake County government buildings. Uh, they're in the kind of the same process as what I'm doing here. Are you talking about the 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 nurses? The asylum? old nurse, yeah, yes. Yeah, so uh, Gloria Tui Gloria, and yeah. them, yeah, yep. unbelievable project. Another huge ambitious project, yeah. which yep. is awesome. Again, someone just trying to do something with the arts, and you know, I've been familiar with her. I've met her multiple times. She's actually come over and seen me at the theater a few times. And cool. She's you know she pushes the same thing. It's just you know the arts. It's the uh, thing that people maybe don't know. You know all the backstory that goes into this. Uh, the amount of money it takes to put on a performance. A presentation I mean whatever it is there's there's so much more to it than you know the normal person knows so to try and get a few people behind the arts and really start pushing it in our area I think with uh, the the support of the few people that are pushing right now we can see a huge turnaround in the next few years just because of the passion and the heart that's behind some of these projects that are ongoing right now. Heck yeah. Well, anytime you want to have a conversation about how to help market that stuff, because we just launched a web series called Vault Sessions mm -hmm. down in the basement with Fresh Hops was our first band. Mm -hmm. And we're focusing on only original artists. And we're and that would be a really helpful thing, I think, long term is just to be able to kind of A, corral the marketing side of it, and then B, have the place like that to kind of really fill the place what exactly. is capacity there so we don't have that yet because we're still playing with our blueprints a little bit on the, uh, the seating arrangements gotcha but uh you know we're we're gonna keep our total more intimate and that's the thing like i can cram you know 500 people in there in general admission you know and just cram everyone on top of each other or seat you you know on top of three people I don't want to do that. You know, I want to have 300 comfortable seats in there. That's my plan is to have it to where, you know, we have three, probably three to 350 comfortably with room to expand on certain occasions. If we can, um, you know, uh, remove part of the stage, we've got some stage extensions that uh, we can use if we need them for bigger performances. Awesome. So you can create like a general mission pit. It, exactly. We will have, we'll have numbers to play with moving forward. Um, but as of right now, we're going to create it more as an intimate, you know, seating, uh, you know, to keep it like that. But that doesn't mean that we can't change our uh, layout in, you know, whatever, adapt to whatever we need to for certain uh, events. Because we'll have, like I said, the extensions off the stage that can be removed, dance floor underneath. You know, there's there's multiple multiple oh, use underneath that stage that we can play with. So when we open our doors as our, you know, as our performances, it'll be roughly 350 seats uh, with room to expand. So, Unbelievable. Yeah. And that's fun, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, because now you got me excited about it because you're thinking, like, from a sound side of it, you got, like, a legit, like, audio booth, and then you've got the PA system and everything because that's going to be exactly. something probably problematic right yeah. because if you're changing faces so often yep the, the, the layout's gonna have to evolve too exactly and that's why if you you know once you step foot in the building once we're you know a little more put together over there you'll be able to see there's a there is a sound booth I mean we've got everything that a regular concert venue would have that where uh, these national performing acts will come in and uh, they'll actually be impressed with the setup that we have because cool. it's not going to operate as a you know a small theater you know sometimes when people think of small theaters they think of you know local tribute bands which there's nothing against local tribute no. bands but I'm saying you know they think that that's all that that there is at this no you know we've set up our you know floor plan and we've set up our audio and our visual to where we can have anybody come in and perform there you know we we haven't taken the cheap route on any of our stuff because we feel that this area demands you know good talent you know and we're willing to pay for the good talent 
as long as the support's there from you know our customers. So we're going to do everything we can to give them an experience where they're like, wow, this was great. You know, we don't have to travel to Chicago. We don't have to go pay to park, you know, Heck pay yeah. for this and that. We keep you right here and, you know, give you a great performance with people you want to see and you're, you know, five, ten minutes from your house, you know, and then you're oh. able to go to the, you know, restaurants or bars after the show, before the show, however you want to do it. Uh, we're trying to keep, you know, all the business local. You know, every every penny that's going to be spent on your weekend out will be spent at, say, a restaurant before our show come over to our show and then go visit our bars for a drink after the show. You know, this, that's our thing. We're looking to help everyone involved and you know, that's the overall plan for it. And it will, I mean, there's no way around it. And you're talking about the originality of like the music side of it and something I'm very passionate about because there is talent here. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately the way that the, the system's kind of set up is that the people playing original music are constantly being suppressed by the cover band, which again, I, I'm like you, I don't have any problems with cover bands. Yep. I get why they're there. I get yep. the entertainment value of it. And at the end of the day, bar owners want their bars packed. Exactly. I don't have any problems with that. Yep. Um, the problem is, is that the structure is set up to really kind of reward the cover bands and suppress the original music. Yep. And um, that needs to be reversed a little bit. Yeah, and I, right? think, I think with what's going on in the area, and uh, the, the arts are alive and well. And that's something that I think me and you both agree on. Um, it, it just needs a boost, you it know. Needs I a mean, boost because there's there's serious demand, there's serious love and passion for the arts around here. Um, and I, I've said it before in this, with the people I feel who have some of these ongoing projects, I really think that you'll see a boost in everything over the next few years. Not just with mine. I think mine will tie into you know a lot of other projects that are ongoing. And I think that we can be, you know, a perfect piece to the puzzle of, you know, the, you know, region's art. I agree. Know? And that's that's kind of my thing, because I do. I have an open door policy. Uh, you know, it, I'm sure a lot of people hear this. A lot of people see this. I mean, I've had hundreds, if not thousands of people reach out already, come up personally, you know, talking to me over there um, with, you know, small, small bands, you know, this with that, with that. I, I don't shoo any of them away. I don't uh, you know, I'm not I'm not setting myself you know, that I'm up here and, you know, I'm not willing to talk to anyone. I have opened my doors to every single person that's reached out to me, whether that be on Facebook, in person, you know, through the mail. I've tried to, you know, respond to and invite everyone over to come and take a look at what we've got going on, take their inputs, take their opinions, and listen to everyone. Listen to literally everyone that stepped foot over there. I've had ongoing conversations with, and uh, I would say actual, you know, personal personalized friendships because of it uh, they still reach out they reach out with connects with contacts with information all of that and I think just by me doing that has kind of given them a sense of welcoming and saying okay th this guy's for real this you know this this theater is going to be cool you know it's not just going to be we're going to open our doors and shoo everyone away you know we want the local we want all the locals here I mean we want we want to have, you know, whether it's Battle of the Bands, you know, whether it's this and that, or we're going to have national touring acts over there. So it, it, it requires opening acts, you know, so it'd be nice to get some of these people who are really passionate on the stage with some of the people who they look up to or who they're trying to, you know, not to say become, but you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, that's kind of our thing. And I've, I've had a complete open door policy and, uh, you know, I'll continue to do that, you know, all the way through the project and once our doors open. 
Oh, yeah. Well, that's incredible. And to have that kind of light. So, like, when you're talking from, like, a concert side of things, you, again, you don't know the capacity. Mm-hmm. But it does kind of put you in a different kind of uh, level or tier of what kind of national touring acts you can really bring in, right? Well, so, and that's that's one of the main questions that people get. And, uh, obviously, a lot of people who aren't familiar with the whole process, to a certain extent, obviously, we're not – you can't you can't get a, you know – a Jay-Z. You yeah, know like I mean? Pearl so Jam's like, not playing th- there. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you've got to be realistic within your expectations. Right. But that doesn't mean that we can't get, you know, A-list celebrities. Because a lot of these touring acts, a lot of these big names, they just requi- require X amount. They don't care if they're performing for your birthday party or for 50,000 people at a music festival. Exactly. They demand a paycheck of X amount. So all that means is we have to see that there's a demand for this. We're willing to take the shot and pay the high price for this person. And the ticket prices are going to you know, reflect that. So if you're okay with paying you know, $100 to come see your favorite band you know, here rather than paying $40 to go see it in the you city, know, in the city that's just something you've got to justify and break down if it's worth not having to pay 40 to park and you know $40 in gas. So realistically the breakdown comes back the same and we'll be able to get, you know, the people here that I I I'll take it back and I'll say it again. I think that people will be surprised when they see our show bill come out and with some of the names that we'll have listed on there because um, with our capacity, a lot of people think, oh, it'll still function as this and that. No, we're going to take our shots and we're going to try and bring, you know, great talent to the area. And if the support's there and, you know, the people continue to come out, we'll continue to book great shows there for many years to come. Heck yeah, well, the supply is the demand, right? And exactly. so the nice thing is, is that you get a more intimate show, but you might be paying, I mean, I mean, essentially you might have to pay a little bit more, but exactly. I'd rather see a band that I love at 500 people than see it at 20,000. And, and seeing that's what I think most people who are supportive of the arts or who do go to concerts regular you know you're you're going to pay just say $60 to go sit at the United Center you're going to be you know 60 rows up you know up top you're going to be the 30th row oh, yeah. in the 300 yep. section so i mean you come to a venue that's only got you know 400 seats you could have the worst seat in the house and still have a lower level seat at a you know a United Center you know in reality and I think that uh, once people step in our doors and see that and see how intimate and uh, personalized the setting actually is, I think it will draw interest and I think that people will come back. Uh, obviously, we have to do a good job of running our stuff, you know, and giving them an experience that they've, you know, appreciated and want to come back to. So that's where my, you know, business end comes in and the staff that I put in place and so forth. Uh, I have to make sure that I do a good job of um, operating like that. But we will not have a shortage of big name people, you know, on our show bill. Awesome. Well, CBGB's wasn't a 20,000 seat venue. <laughs> you know, I think you'd be lucky to fit 500 in there. Um, and there's a lot of places in Chicago. I mean, the Double Door, I don't think is I don't think is much bigger than that. Uh, the Vic, I don't think is much bigger. I think that's like 1,200, yeah, 1,100. Most of those like, you know, type theaters are right around 1,000. You know, yeah. whether that be 800 or 1,200, that's kind of the target. So that's why it's not unrealistic to think that a 400-seat venue can keep up with any of those, you know, even comparing to some of the Chicago, the House of Blues, and so yep. on. Because, you know, you're crammed like sardines in a lot of those shows. If we can get the same talent there 
charge a little more, but still get them, you know, whatever, 100 feet away from you. I mean, I think that there's, you know, going to be a huge, um, you know, line of people to buy these tickets. Heck yeah. Especially when there's only a limited amount for sale. I mean, if you if you want that intimate experience, if you want that, you know, night out that you're going to remember, I think you'll be willing to pay a little bit more f- just for that experience. Mm. So you got you got my creative juices flowing <laughs> over here. Um, so you're talking. We talked a lot about the music side of it. Is there going to be alcohol? So we're hoping that we'll have our liquor license. Uh, The city has a few um, of the historical um, liquor license that they put out to help boost some of the businesses around the square. I hear the courthouse just got one too. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I don't know who's been awarded them, who hasn't, who's applied for them. I know nothing about that, but I did put my paperwork in to apply for mine. And uh, based on what I read in the application and the scoring process, what I'm trying to bring to Crown Point, you know, what I'm trying to bring to this area, I, I don't see any, you know, road bumps or blocks with, you know, that. Not to say I want to get ahead of myself, but I feel what we're trying to do there, there's a lot of support from, you know, not just the city, not just from the people around here. Um, I've had people state level and, you know, others come up and, you know, just willing to show support, see what they can do. And, um, you know, it, I, I feel pretty confident that we're, you know, on the right track as far as that. Awesome. Um, that'll help. Yeah. Right. And uh, so you said the, the movie side of it, though, is really fascinating to me, too, yeah. because there's two real I mean, you could probably operate in both spaces. Right. But there's like the two different spaces you can kind of operate in. You could be the guy who's kind of in competition with Showplace and kind of having all the new movies out. Yeah. Or you could play old movies, which I, to me would be just as fruitful. Yeah. Which route are you taking that or do you have a route yet? Well, so, and that's the thing. We've put out a few things. Uh, there, was actually, there was actually a few different things that go out. And people take a lot of the things I say and, you know, I mean, people are always going to take it and run with it by the time it gets 10 people down the line <laughs> yeah i mean we're opening a 5,000 seat venue that's going to have 30 screens so and online you know, there's going to be 20 people who instantly hate no matter what you ex- say exactly yeah <laughs> i mean I, i'm okay i i appreciate i appreciate all the support and i appreciate all the negativity it gives me something to laugh at when i'm sitting on my phone at home so you yeah know, i mean it it all keeps me going and keeps me driven you know i i, I appreciate the positives and the negatives of this project so uh you, you need that you need that balance is what i tell my wife when she gets upset and she's <laughs> telling me you know did you see this did you see that and I'm like yeah yeah that's cool you know it makes me you know it makes me happy to see the you know the people that are still watching whether they're hating from the bushes over in the side oh yeah or, and or they'll be happy. there oh they'll yeah. always oh, be no there doubt. you know yeah. I've, I've you know I've seen a lot of a lot of people change through the process and you know it's it comes with the territory and you know I knew what I was getting into but uh, back to the question though uh, we are going to operate um, with independent films and old runs of movies so awesome. because there's there's no way that um, you know a single screen theater can operate anymore because of the prices that uh, they put on these movies to show like the AMC's and those show so we're gonna make it kind of you know not to say more seasonal because we'll always try and show different things but uh, the easiest way for me to explain it to anyone is if we were open right now in October we'd be showing you know um, all the Halloween movies you mm-hmm. know around Halloween old school, you know, stuff like that. Christmas time, we'd show the Polar Express. National Lampoon's Christmas exact, Vacation. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, you know, Christmas Story, um, you know, just just stuff like that. That's our target. And I've been approached by a lot of people in, um, you know, the independent films because they can't get into the AMCs in a lot of phases and this and that. And all the single screen theaters are actually dying off. I mean, just look at our surrounding area. I mean, I, I know just a few off the top of my head have been demolished over the past few Kennedy years. Kennedy and High 
Island or whatever that was called. Yep, yep. Um, the one in Hammond was gone. Yeah. Hobart's still existing, and they do a little bit of that. But it seems like I, I don't know those guys over there yet either. But they seem to be doing a pretty decent job. Yeah, and you know, I haven't I haven't met them personally, but I've talked to a few of them, and uh, it seems like they have some of the same directions and ideas. Uh, they tried, I know, uh, showing some of the big screen movies, and I know that that stopped recently. And um, not to say that's why I never pursued. I knew that it was unrealistic to think that we could pay these prices for a single screen. So yeah, and I it's more affordable else. to run the older movies, right? It, it is. It is, and that it keeps our price point down. So yeah. Then, so then you could come out and you can get a five dollar movie ticket. You know, instead of paying the twelve dollars, eleven dollars, whatever. For the most recent comic book it, movie. It, exactly, and and people just have to understand that. I mean, the times have changed. I mean, we can't operate this theater the way they have before. And if you look at the track record over the past few years, I mean, over the past 10 years, it, it was run unsuccessful on that, you know, according to that blueprint. So mm -hmm. that's why we had to step into that building and flip the script and really, you know, attack it with a whole different, you know, plan of attack. Yeah, well, the, you know, it's interesting because I think that holds true, more true to your mission statement by playing the older movies from an art side mm -hmm. than doing it the opposite side, you know? And I think that more... Because, you know, when you hear that you're going to do movies and you're going to do, like, uh, events and all that stuff, it's it, and for, like, in my mind, it feels like there's a, just a, a million different compartments. But if you stay true to the artistic side of it and the authenticity of what you're doing, it all does intertwine. Yeah, yeah, you you my, you know, the, the people see, the people see, the people believe, and they keep coming back because, you know, you draw them into the arts and we continue with the arts, whether that be a movie, whether that be a play. Um, that's our focus. You know, that's that's what it is. Uh, another kind of cool thing is someone actually reached out to me from uh, Netflix, which Netflix is extremely popular by everyone sure. nowadays. I mean, it's essentially taken over all the movie, you know, the, the you know, taken out, say, Blockbuster, or, you know, whatever, local movie stores. I mean, you see them crumbling, too, which is kind of sad to see. But uh, Netflix is actually kind of, um, I don't know how to put it, but they're pushed aside in the big formats, such as like the AMCs and this and that, because Netflix is putting together a lot of their own made movies mm -hmm. and uh, originals and this like and that. Ozark or yeah. Orange is the New Black. Yeah, and I and I don't I can't think of any of the movies off the top of my head. I haven't had time to watch a movie, but well, any Adam Sandler movie in the last three years, I so, think. <laughs> so and that's the thing. And, and with those, they can't get some of those into the big the big boxes, the AMCs and this and that. So when they've uh, apparently when they've got some of their um, movies together, they're trying to find some single uh, screen theaters and smaller theaters that they can show their premieres at that they can do this and that so we might be able to tie in with them and fill you know fill a gap and help you know Brilliant. boost some of that out so that's kind of a uh, you know something that I'm working on on the business end but it was kind of cool to hear from you know something as big as you know Netflix which you know again I think everyone's familiar with so that's another direction I mean there's there's multiple phases we can move with the movies but uh, we're going to start on the ground floor and just go with old school because I know it's something we can, you know, attain. Yeah, no, that is incredible because, like, I know myself, there's, like, a certain mo level of movie that I would love to see in person, like Rocky IV. Yeah. I would love to see that drunk with a room full of drunk people. Yeah. <laughs> that would just be fun. Yep. Or, like, uh, I would love to, from an artistic side, like, I would love to do, like, even some, like, Hitchcock marathon Yeah. would be great. You should hear some of the requests I get. You know, it's great, though. I mean, but it is. I mean, I, you guys see, you guys are, you know, close by here. 
I'm over at the theater seven days a week. Um, you know, sometimes I'm sitting out front doing my emails. Sometimes I'm lifting stuff into who knows what. Oh, yeah, where. no, it's real. But, uh, you know, I'm out there and hundreds of people come up, you know, and everyone's just excited. Everyone's supportive. Everyone wants, to, you know, to see that building succeed. And it's cool to see what the people want there. And that's what I've been able, with me sitting out there and being there, I've been able to actually see what the real demand is. And I think that with what we've gathered from my plan, you know, my team's plan and the general public's plan, we're, we're on pace and we're on the path that this is going to be something great for a long time. Heck yeah. How big is that team at this point? Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so right now, the way it stands is I've got an army of about five on my staff. Nice. That's going to grow rapidly over the next few months uh, because we're getting to the point where, you know, things are coming together and we need more, we need this, we need that. So our, our team is growing daily and uh, we'll actually have our website live. We'll actually have our pages all live because we've had all of our social media, um, you know, silent. We've had all of our web pages silent until we got closer. But uh, over the next couple weeks, you'll see everything come alive online. And at that point, we'll actually have uh, applications out for employment for multiple things. And we're gonna need we're gonna need staff over there on top of the team that I have. So uh, there, there's gonna be jobs available soon. And uh, really, we're getting excited and we're really looking forward to what's to come. Awesome. What time frame are you thinking about opening it? I know that changes, yeah, right? So, and again, this is this is the unofficial. Just like I tell everybody, you know, our target is to open. Uh, January 2019, which is only a few months away. Oh, yeah. So um, that's, it's becoming more realistic. It's not a, you know, where I'm going to state it out as this is our opening date, but at least we're on target to know that we're getting closer. And I think by the end of this month, we'll actually have our opening date listed or at least, you know, our target where it's more official. But we're looking to be open in some time of uh, January. Awesome. So that's, I mean, we've, so we've covered the music, we've covered the movies. Uh, is there any kind of other events or kind of components that you're thinking about throwing into that? You know, there's, there's a ton. I mean, my head's just like, I'm sure know, any other business owner. Cause events other, like, dude, yeah, the, you know, I could already, I could already see events that we could throw there. I mean, yeah. it just because of the space would be awesome. Yeah. So it's and like, I mean, I've had, again, it, it, I know I keep reiterating this, but I do, I get a thousand messages. I get a hundred, you know, calls, this and that. Uh, I've had hundreds of people ask for weddings for uh, there's a few high schools looking for uh, proms you know what I mean like just just like so cool stuff, just stuff like that like uh, you know they do the a lot of the weddings across the street here at the courthouse and uh, people are like we don't really have a place to hold the actual ceremony so they've got that over there but they said they thought it'd be cool to have it there you know go to the theater then walk across and have their dinner over there whatever that may be uh th that's all down the line there's you know a hundred possibilities of what we could run with but as of today the way we sit we're operating as a theater that's what we are that's what we intend to do and what we do a year from now two years from now you know the the sky's the limit but so at, at this point of your process you're yeah. you're through three months into the construction yeah. full five months now right yeah since june first yeah. yeah um are you exceeding your expectations? Are you underperforming your expectations? Is uh, How do you feel about it? So I feel great about the project. We've expanded our budget. We've expanded what we're going to do in every component. Um, but it's going to be a completely new building. You know, we didn't just go in again and just slap some paint on, redo this and that. We have literally changed the entire, you know, building. 
I mean, it's, it's brand new. It's going to be brand new. We're going to keep a lot of the charm, and we've preserved everything that we could that was, you know, preservable in there. But we had, I mean, you guys, if anyone would know, we had 30 commercial dumpsters throughout the course of this project. Yep. So 30. You know, I mean, <laughs> the amount of stuff that was taken out of this, people wouldn't even believe. But we've, again, we've gone over our budget. We've gone over our, you know, timeline, everything. That's expected with all construction projects. And when you're dealing with a 100-year-old historical building, there's certain guidelines and certain things that we have to follow that the normal project wouldn't. You know, And I think that's one thing that people don't understand because people just think that uh, it's like, oh, they, they don't see us out front for a week, so they think that we're not doing anything. For one, we have a back door, so you know there's there's always stuff going on there. But uh, there there's waiting times. I mean, we have to get approvals not only from the city level, not only from the state level. Yeah. But I mean, there's historical stuff that goes into it. I mean, it, it's it's not just a regular project. So it's going to take time, you know. And and our thing is, we've worked seven days a week. We've had everyone out there every day doing something. We've we've had this project going as fast as possible since the day we took over the building, you know, and, and that's my thing, uh, you know, for the people that keep asking, like, when's it going to open, when's it going to open? You know, we're taking our time, we're doing it the right way, but it's a process. I mean, it's a, again, it's a million-dollar project, and it's something that requires approvals on multiple levels. So it's, it, it's not your typical project, um, but we're excited where we're at today, and we feel confident where we'll be at next week. Sure. Well, that's great to hear. Yeah. Um, I do have I do have another question too that I didn't I, I almost forgot about, um, and it's really about the front of the building. Yeah. Because I think when I heard that you were gonna like like um, just kind of like reconstruct it and kind of like revitalize parts of it, I for some reason in my mind thought that that was just gonna stay. Yeah. Um, so the creative decision to take that down, where what's kind of gonna do you have like a whole thing coming in its place? So so that's the thing. So a lot of people ask. A lot of people are like, oh, I can't believe this came down. This came down. We got up there with some of our engineers, and let's just say that they're lucky that the face of that building didn't fall down. It was held up really? by two pieces of wood. And when I say two pieces of wood, I'm literally talking two pieces of wood holding a structure. You know, well, you guys seen the magnitude of that thing. Oh, yeah. Built, you know, feet high. You know, it, it, was, it was in a, such decay that there was no saving that. And all Ugh. it was was a wooden structure actually built over. So once we actually got up there and realized that it was impossible to, you know, do anything with this, it had to come down. That's when we were able to get back there and see um, what we could actually do with the brick and so on. So that's what um, actually changed some of the, you know, timeline and everything because we had to then go before the um, Crown Point Historical Board to get approval for the brickwork for our design on the top this and that, and then we'll need to also go before them again. Once we, um, you know, get into opening, we're going to have some type of marquee out there, but it won't be done in this calendar year because, you know, of the elements and everything. So uh, there's still going to be more to come even next year. Crazy. Um, but, you know, we'll at least be able to get the face of the building ready. Uh, you know, we'll get our glass and all that within hopefully the next few weeks. Um, we actually meet tonight with the Crown Point Historical Board, so uh, fingers crossed for me that they're yeah. on board with everything that we're doing, and at that point, uh, we'll be able to finish the front of the building up, and uh, you know we'll be ready to roll. The marquee's got to be a fun thing to design. Yeah, you know it is, and uh, I've had a few companies out, and uh, there's a couple local companies that are actually uh, doing some pretty cool renderings for me. Cool. Uh, so it's really cool to see kind of what it can be and what we can kind of play with it. 
but uh, again, that's you know down the line. So uh, I'm I'm trying not to get excited about next year. I'm trying to get <laughs> yeah, excited about today. what we got to, you know going on now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no, overall extremely happy, and uh, you know we're heading in the right direction. Cool. Is there anything you want to leave the listeners with that like that maybe is a misconception that you hear every single day that you'd want to oh, just at least <laughs> put one thing down? We don't we don't have enough time for that. <laughs> you know, uh, that that's the thing. Uh, all I can say is. Thanks to everyone that's been supportive. Uh, and again, the people who haven't, I, I think they're, you know, misunderstood. I think that they've, you know, heard things or taken things and ran with it and taken it out of context. You know, anyone who has a question, anyone who feels that what we're doing isn't right or, you know, it should be done something, I'm here. You know, I, I'm sitting out there, you know, seven days a week. So it, it, come up and talk to me. You know, let me let me explain to you what we're doing, what our real plans are, because just because you heard something from someone or you seen something like this, um, you know, people took something as simple as um, a Kickstarter that was started um, and took that. And that was supposed to be a platform um, to help, you know, to get the people involved who wanted to get involved. We're, we're actually doing seat sponsorships. Um, there's a bunch of people who just like around Crown Point, they wanted their name on the brick, um, you know, in memory of, um, you know, this and that and so on. Uh, we already, you know, completed our brickwork and, you know, it wouldn't work on the exterior of the building. So what it was, was it was a way for those people who wanted to get involved to get their name plaqued permanently on the seats. And people took something as simple as that, that process and flipped it like, you know, we're out here begging for money and this and that. And I'm just like, you know what? I said, if that's what people think, that that's fine. You know, we've put a ton of money into this project. We have a ton still going into this project. We know where we're heading. The reason that we did something as simple as that was to give the people, you know, the 200 people that come by trying to get their name on a brick or they want to put, you know, a sponsorship somewhere in the building, that was a way for those people to get involved. So for people to kind of take something positive such as that and try and flip it into something negative, it, you know, it comes with the territory. Again. Yeah. It's, you know, that, that's just what it is. But my, my main thing that I'd leave with is if anyone has questions, if anyone has, you know, anything that they want to say or do, I'm here. You know, I'm here. I'm approachable. You know, there's, I can't think of anyone that's come up to the building and asked to speak to me. And, you know, they told them no. I mean, I, I am accessible, you know, on multiple platforms, whether that be online, whether that be in person. So, you know, come see me. That's that's all I'll leave that with. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Uh, I know that we're neighbors at this point, so yeah. it's awesome. If there's anything you ever need, I have no problem saying it publicly. Please feel free to let us know. Yeah. And um, you have our support. Yeah. So if there's anything we can ever do to help you out, Yep. Don't be afraid. I, I appreciate it. And like yeah. I said, I look forward to what we're going to bring to this area for a long time. And, you know, I, I've said it before. I, I enjoy the people that I'm working around. I enjoy, you know, the business owners of the square. Uh, nothing but supportive from, you know, the, the owners around here. And I look forward to growing alongside everyone around me. You know, that's that's what we're here. We came in here not looking to step on anyone's toes. We're not a bar. We're not a restaurant. We're just trying to help everyone involved. And, you know, I'm going to stick true to that, and I'm going to keep riding that, you know, all the way. Awesome. Well, again, so, thanks for coming on. Appreciate yep. it, man. Thank you. Thank you.